0: Hi, and welcome to another installment of the Open Assembly podcast. I'm your host, John Windsor. And in this episode, I caught up with Simon Hill, the founder and CEO of Wazoku. Wazoku is an idea management software that enables businesses to gather, manage, develop, analyze, and implement ideas to create solutions to their problems, as well as identify new opportunities. This approach can achieve both innovation and strategic objectives. Simon is one of the brightest thinkers in the open innovation space, and I always enjoy our in-depth conversations about open innovation and open talent. Please enjoy this podcast with Simon Hill, founder and CEO of Wazoku. Hi, I'm John Windsor, and I'm here with Simon Hill, CEO and founder of Wazoku. How are you doing today, Simon? Doing good, John. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Hey let's start off the podcast by talking about just tell us a little bit about you and your background before we talk about the company.
1: Sure. So as you said, I'm the CEO, founder of Wizoku. I started the business in late 2011, and before that, I was a consultant. So I refer to myself as a recovering consultant and a now serial entrepreneur. So I've started a number of different businesses. Wizoku is the one that eats up the majority of my time and energy and passion. But really, I care about two things. I care about the human capacity to drive change and, and and make an impact, and the power of technology to augment around that. And that's really what we're what we're trying to solve for at
0: Wazoku. I love that. Those are two really great goals, and, and the world needs those right now for sure. So, tell us about Wasoku and the platform. And I know you guys recently did a deal to acquire Incentive, one of the really founding companies in the whole industry. Yeah. So. You know, as you'll tell from
1: my accent, I'm a Brit. And so, you know, seeing a British company buying a US business is a nice reverse trend. You don't see those things too often. <laughs> but at the heart of what we are, we're a software business that has, now the Incentive acquisition, we have two kind of core pieces of capability, right? We built what we call an intelligent platform for idea management and open innovation, which is our core software offering. And then within Incentive, we have the open innovation marketplace, which is a two-sided marketplace matching corporate innovation challenges, which cover a whole range of different guises with a global crowd of about 500,000 professional experts, solvers, innovators, inventors, tinkerers, great people that have solved great challenges over the years. So you've got really this kind of highly scalable piece of technology that's trying to help inside businesses to engage their employees or their customers or their partners in more collaborative, co-creative innovation efforts, and also now this amazing network of external solvers to do the same. Really, so you know, the kind of one-stop shop uh, solving problems and creating future opportunities, all under the kind of Wazoku brand.
0: Yeah, that seems super important. I love the combination you're focused on because it seems like so many of the open talent marketplaces are kind of these islands unto themselves and there's no real way to connect them into incumbent organizations and and scale them right on an ongoing basis kind of a lot of like one and done experiences but nobody driving the results through a change process
1: yeah well i think i think also right there is There's a real need to blend both the inside and the outside approaches and also the top down and bottom up approaches, right? which is a kind of whole heap of rhetoric, but actually super important is Mm -hmm. if you don't engage the grassroots levels of your organization in the digital transformation and innovation stories that you're trying to narrate, then you're probably doomed to failure. But equally, those people are very busy people half the time, most of the time. And so include them in it and give them an opportunity to participate. But you need to then cross-skill, upskill, or just find solutions in other places that isn't talent you necessarily want to hire or want to be hired by you. And the analogy I use, I like it, but I'm always a little bit sensitive about it with the inocensive model is that if you want a problem solved, you could go out and, you know, and effectively hire a room of monkeys and ask them to type out the works of Shakespeare for you and pay all the monkeys and hope that one of them does. Or you could run a a challenge through an open innovation platform like ours. You have a small fee for running that, but you only pay on success, right? So you only pay if one of those monkeys writes the words of Shakespeare for you. They are not monkeys, I hasten to add, but you take my point. Yeah, (laughs) Um, for sure. The point that's there. And so being able to to do that with a relatively low risk, high return, and high speed return as well, right? The ability to get these things done in in record-breaking time. With, you know, with only pay on results is, is you know, something that people seem to struggle to get their head around sometimes, but it's a right. proven resource, and it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to me, the biggest thing that it does is it removes friction from the process, right? The company's got a question or a problem, and it's a really efficient way to get an answer.
1: Yeah, I mean it doesn't wholly remove friction. I'm working on that. I'm working on because that's what tech can do, right? But, um, yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, the need for you know managing IP and the need for organizations to be very sensitive about the the types of challenges that they want to articulate out to the world doesn't make that totally seamless. But you know, we've definitely got a process that's as seamless as you're going to get. I think at this point in time, that's great. Well, what was the founding insight? What was the founding story of Wazoku? So. Wazokia is a word. It's a Swahili like concatenation of two words. It means great idea. And so at the heart of it, we always have been about the power of ideas. And as I said before, the kind of human capital that sits behind those, right? So I looked at the market and thought that ideas are the acorns that drive change, right? Like the future of those those big oak trees, those little ideas, are the big transformation projects or innovation projects that we try and drive into our businesses. Yet, and the best parallel I could draw between an idea and and something similar in the marketplace was the sort of concept of marketing leads, driving sales opportunities, driving new customers, right? And mm-hmm. it seems that we, over the years, have built incredible tech to do the kind of marketing, sales, automation, customer lifecycle management, yet very little for, for ideas. Yet, mm-hmm. you know, innovation and engagement and other things sit on the wall of most organizations as things that they put up there as core values, and yet they're doing... Very little to actually live those values in any way, shape, or form, and and drive meaningful output. So that's what we set about trying to achieve. Right? We can create a bit of relatively streamlined, sophisticated tech that can help to match people and ideas to problems and create opportunities that would be highly valuable. And I think then to underpin it with a smart machine that doesn't just look for ideas today but never forgets. Right? You know, if you ask people for ideas, you may get a hundred or a thousand. The reality is. 1% of those are probably gonna meet your requirement and the other 99% we would historically just sweep into the bin, right? Take all the post-it notes off the wall, put them in a drawer and never look at them again or whatever it might be. And so having a system that doesn't forget that can go back and resurface those ideas if in the future they may have problem fits, right? Idea, problem fit. It's kind of front and center to what we do, right? So we will always look in the archive, the memory, And see whether you've already solved this problem somewhere else before and try and resurface those solutions back.
0: love that. That's so smart. So tell me, what categories do you guys work in? And what are your big categories? The reality is that that every sector needs ideas and
1: every problem starts with some kind of brainstorm or some kind of ideation session. So we are fairly sector agnostic in terms of where we work. However, that said, you know, there, are, there are some sectors that have shown a greater propensity to either need to or want to engage their workforce or their external problem solvers more than others. You know, I'd say we're a market leader in terms of the work we do in, in life sciences, and most of the world's biggest life science companies work with us. We do a lot of work in government, we do a lot of work in financial services, and that's internal culture change and also external big data challenges and, and other things as well. But, you know, there isn't a sector where we don't have a customer. You know, everything from agriculture, and we work with a farming company in the deep Midwest and everyone thereafter. So we're present on most of the world's surface, other than the kind of poles. We've got customers in in different places and work across a variety of different languages in the work that we do as well. So we're not really bounded by much in terms of where we work and how we work.
0: Great. So share one good case study from Wazoku and maybe a customer success story. Sure. I mean,
1: I really like the very human side stories that we work with, right? And what I mean by that is that we're not necessarily looking for the biggest story to bring to life, right? Like for me, you turn up to work because you have some level of passion for the job that you do. Historically, we've tended to give people a job title and tell them to stick to their knitting and do the job they've been brought in to do. And so where we uncover ideas from people in slightly different functions or more junior people that work inside those organizations that help to drive meaningful change because we've given them a voice that they would never have had before, mm-hmm. then that's that's super important to me. And so, you know, we work in retail quite a lot. And retail is one of those sectors where the majority of people that work in those retailers, the only thing the retailer knows about them is their payroll number, right? They don't mm-hmm. really have a voice. They don't give them an email address. They don't sit behind the computer like most people do these days. They do kind of real work. And so to be able to give a voice around change to people on the shop floor that are really servicing those customers, right, and see amazing ideas percolate that get more things on the shelves quicker, that get the right things on the shelves in the Mm -hmm. right part of the store to service customers in the right way is just as valuable, I think, as a number of other things. So there's loads of examples that we've seen. Across the world of retail and transport and others, where very very frontline people have brought very very significant changes to the customer experience by just giving them a voice, and you know there's loads of those on our website and others that we that we can kind of talk to as people are interested.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it always seemed to me a weird dynamic, right? It's like at the center of the company are the senior folks that set the strategy, yet there's so many layers between those people and the people out on the floor, say, in a retail location or on the shop floor that are actually interacting with customers, whether analog or digitally, and it takes a long time and so many filters to get to that, to get into the strategic process, and it seems like one of the things you guys accomplish is to really take the friction out of that, right? Like, how does an idea from the floor impact strategy really quickly?
1: Well, that's the thing. In a lot of these places, there's just no mechanism for it to happen, right? It's not that it takes a long time. It just doesn't really happen. There was an interesting story in one of our retailers where for some reason, like they didn't have a big stock of a certain size of women's shoes. And it turns out that over time, I think that like, kind of the average size of a woman's foot has actually increased. So that mm. the what was perceived to be the normal size has increased by a size. And so someone just catching that saying that no, we get asked for this size a lot, but we never have it, has actually mm. increased the sales significantly of those specific things. And it's just not one of those things that would have got picked up right. It's a little idea. Right. That's driven a huge amount of change and that's true you know whether it's a shop floor or whether it's a call center you know like we do a lot mm-hmm. of work in call centers giving the contact center a voice again mm-hmm. the majority of those places have no voice they have got locked down blue screen systems it's like 1990 never evolved in those places right and you know they want them on the call off the call thing resolved but how do they capture that insight as it happens and like being able to quickly capture that idea feed it back in drives huge value for the customer and adds up to, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of benefit for those financial services or other organizations that just never could capture that quickly or even at all before.
0: Yeah, that's really great. So with the current disruption or the disruption of the current crisis, what are you seeing out there? (laughs) Madness. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a
1: double-edged sword, right? I think on the one side for my existing customers, activity's never been higher, right? suddenly you've got this panacea moment of a technology that thrives because of its asynchronous way of working. So it's not like Zoom, right? Like We're not live all the time. And it's a little bit more accessible for people. Everyone knows now that you can't live on Zoom calls 24-7 without going stir crazy. So having an asynchronous tool that can kind of work behind you has been really, really powerful. So on that side, it's been fantastic. With the incentive piece as well, the fact that people can't easily get out and do all the things that they were doing for their tech scouting or for their R&D initiatives, to have a virtualized global R&D and tech scouting platform that can bring solutions to you, meaningful solutions, really cost-effectively and quickly, has been extremely powerful. So I think actually from a combined offering, it's been almost perfect timing for us other than you know the craziness that's going on around it. That said... It's never been easy to get these things into organizations because it requires a different type of procurement. It requires people that perhaps have never bought enterprise tech before to have to think about buying enterprise tech and different forms of human capital working and all of that. And so as the world's been kind of thrown into a funk, the bits of the business like procurement and like HR and others that are dealing with other challenges than kind of looking to buy new things have kind of made it a bit harder to get into places as well. So they were never the easiest places to get through, and they've probably put up even higher hurdles than they had than they before. But, you know, I can't complain. We had a record quarter last quarter that was double our, our previous record. So, you know, wow. life, life isn't bad. I just think it could be a whole lot better because demand is even higher than that, and we're seeing stuff slipping because it just can't get through quick enough in terms of some of these organizations.
0: When you talk about organizations, who's your core customer inside those organizations? Who mostly is the folks that engage with you and buy services? We're typically
1: dealing with C-level folk. There's an element of culture change, whether you're buying our marketplace offer or our platform offer, it's a culture change piece to it. And that straddles a number of departments and so requires a C-level person. But we're talking innovation or R&D, product digital digital transformation or marketing teams where they kind of cross lens into hr and ops and other places as well so it is a broad sell depending on which kind of module or which part of our product you're looking to buy and very much right at the top of the organization you
0: mentioned some challenges
1: but what are your biggest challenges right now so right now i've just completed on the insensitivity piece you know, bringing two companies together and, and launching that into North America is, is kind of focus one. You know The two brands are still very distinct things, and we need to let the world know what this new business actually does, because it's a real case of one plus one is a lot more powerful than two in this world, as I think you, you and I have spoken about before. What I'm also working on, and, and again, you and I chewed on this quite a bit, is you know, I think we've got a really good technology platform. We've got a really strong people story in terms of enabling and engaging either the people you know or the crowds that you don't know to help bring those pieces. The final bit is the kind of capability piece. And we've built some really good capability training for our customers, but I think there's more that needs to be done to create more of a stepping stone of career possibilities for people within this space. You know, we tend to do very grassroots catalyst-type training and some quite good expertise training up here. But there's this really big, messy middle that needs to be dealt with. And I think that from my perspective, the industry writ large needs to do a bit of work on that. And that's something that we've been talking about quite a bit. So from my perspective, I'm really focused on that capability side at the moment and how do I bring that into the organizations that we're working with, not just me, but in, in collaboration with those that operate broadly within my space Because there isn't enough weight yet in this to drive the wholesale change of of approach that organizations need to do, right? We're still scratching around the surface of possibility, which is fine if that's the way it's going to be. But the opportunity that's being lost by big companies, medium-sized companies, and even small companies not thinking about this way of working in its truest sense is a productivity loss to the world, in my opinion, right? And so like, the more we can do to educate, the better. I know that's a bandwagon that we're all on together.
0: For sure. For sure. So tell us what's on the roadmap as you bring these two companies together and what do you see out there? Yeah. So I think in
1: a sense, it was a pioneering business, right? It really did start a ball rolling and, you know, it's covered really well in a number of case studies, but it's not kicked on the way that I think that the early founders would have hoped it would have done. And I'm hoping that by combining our technology and a kind of renewed energy and a bit more money behind it to be able to drive it, that the two combined propositions Really, do kind of help to supercharge this market a little bit more, right? And I think that they can. Like, we have a truly brilliant piece of technology. right? We've invested a lot of money since since 2012, when we first started building, into building this pretty sophisticated piece of technology, trying to make it as simple as possible at the front end, but as you know, sophisticated as possible at the back. And so, if we can get this nice mix of you know helping to match people and ideas to problems through a bit of technology that's quite smart bringing the right people to bear at the right times, and then layering in capability training in a scalable way across all of it, then I think, you know, we've got something that can truly help organizations to solve some of today's problems and to create tomorrow's opportunities. And that's, you know, if we do that, then we'll continue to grow and continue to add value.
0: That's awesome. So what would you say if a leader struggling with even getting started with the adoption of idea platforms or open talent? What would you say? The little demon in their head tells them that it's
1: big and scary and and it's bigger and scary than it is. I'd say that the only way to take the second step is to take the first step. And it's not half as scary as it looks like. And then once you take it, like the adrenaline and the rewards are a lot better than they, than they seem like when you were sitting, waiting, terrified to take that first step. So, and I've said this, right? Like, it doesn't have to be big and scary, you know, in the, in the internal world, you can start on something pretty small, right? Start in a team, start with a problem. But I guarantee in each of their organizations right now, there are people sat around, in probably virtual project rooms right now rather than real project rooms, trying to solve problems and trying to figure out where to get those ideas from and having a piece of technology could do that for you seamlessly in, in no time and if not, if you don't already have those ideas, it could bring them out for you quicker than anything would at all and in the open world if you're scared of going out and telling the world what your problems are, do them anonymously, but still I guarantee you can solve your problems cheaper and quicker than, than any other route that you would wish to go so It isn't as scary as it seems like it is from the other side of the divide. And worst case, come talk to people that have been in those shoes because there's plenty of early pioneers now that have done it
0: and really see the benefits of doing it. All right. Well, thanks, Simon. That was awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time today. Lots of good insights. And I love the combination of the talent marketplace and your software, trying to figure out how to help people adopt all these new ideas that flow around or drop on the shop floor, like you said. So lots of good ideas that were invented several times over and over again, but they seem to always lay on the shop floor and not get used. So thanks again for taking the time and really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. All right.